when you can tell somebody how to do something like that really tests your knowledge <laughs> and it, it stretches you because you can, you know, look back at your own work. I can look at my own work and say, oh, like, here's something I'm telling my writers to do, but I'm not doing it. So now I can go back and, and make it better. I, I would challenge people to find a way to teach, whether it's through speaking or podcasting or something. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Kate Williams of People First Content. Kate, super awesome to have you on the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. Excited to have you on and talk about all the awesome things that you're doing. And before we do that, of course, I wanted to read a little bit more about Kate so you hear about some of those awesome things. And Kate is the founder and CEO of People First Content. She has a PhD in English language and literature from the University of Tulsa and has been writing web content for over a decade. She loves working with business owners and company leaders to develop content strategies that will create a lasting impact. Kate, Excited to have you on the show again. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I'm ready. Awesome. Well, let's make it happen then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Yeah. So uh, as you listed in the bio, I started in academia. I have my PhD in English language and literature, and that was always the goal for me starting in you know 2003, I think was when I decided to do that. Um, finally graduated in 2015, but by then so much had changed in my life and so many things had happened. Uh, I started freelancing during grad school just to make some extra money, kind of fell in love with the medium of writing for the web versus writing academic content. And so when I graduated, I um, pursued a career more on the content end, which was pretty new still at that time in 2015. I joined a company uh, as a first in-house writer. It was just an experiment, ended up staying there for three years, built a content team. Uh, and then towards the end of there, around 2018, I started thinking like, I wonder if I could replicate this and build a content team, but start working with other companies because I I was starting to feel stagnant. Like I was only focusing on one very specific thing. I was focusing on one type of content, one type of writing. And I just, I knew there was a lot more out there. So I went back to freelancing nights and weekends, um, just trying to see if I could pick up clients. And by 2019, I was like, yes, this is a, there's a need for this. People want and value content. Um, I am going to just see how it goes. And so 29, April of 2019 was when I went full-time at People First Content. Um, and it's been going ever since. I've got a small team now, in-house creatives and writers. Um, and we work with small business owners to, to develop content strategies and create content for them. Nice. I absolutely love that, especially to hear the progression. Um, I think, you know, as you were saying, like you, you went through a lot of changes between, you know, doing your PhD. Also, the world has gone through a lot of changes as well, too. Yeah. And as you mentioned, content <laughs> writing and content marketing is so funny to kind of hear because a lot of times they say the jobs that um, will exist five, 10 years from now are, don't even exist. Like what you're going to be applying for doesn't even exist. So sounds like while you were kind of getting your PhD, you had that kind of similar experience. Yeah, exactly. It's like what I, cause I'll have people, I'll even have people ask, like, do you feel like you wasted time? And I'm like, no, I don't. I think everything's an experience. Um, but also like, how would I have known in 2003 that I wanted to be a con? Like that wasn't a thing. <laughs> Facebook was yeah. just new and, you know, all these things are happening and it's exciting to be part of something 
and watch content grow from, you know, nothing to what it is today. And, you know, think about the future of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's an exciting time. And as a um, an English major, and I don't have a PhD, but an English major, I definitely say there is no wasted English major degree because it's a foundational skill that you can use yeah. in literally everything that you do. So I echo everything that you're talking about in a bit. <laughs> awesome. awesome. <laughs> absolutely. So I know you touched on a little bit on how you work with and serve your clients. Could you drill down a little bit more and take us through exactly how that works and how you're impacting and serving the clients you work with? Yeah. So we work with uh, focus on small businesses. That can be anything from solopreneurs to, you know, 50 or less people generally, um, our client base. They're people who have a need for content. It might be blog writing. It might be lead magnets, um, eBooks, uh, you know, all email marketing. So they have a content need, but not necessarily, um, either the budget or, you know, the workload to hire somebody in-house. They may not need a full-time staffer. And so we work as an extension of their team by partnering with them. We really get to know the clients. Um, We focus on building relationships and building partnerships with them. And so we become part of their team. We sit on meetings sometimes, um, you know, calls with them. We work on, I think one of the benefits of of having the PhD and doing this is I'm really good at researching uh, and taking all of the different research and putting it into something that makes sense. Um, And that's my favorite part of combining academia with content writing is, making it make sense, not to an academic audience, but to normal people, (laughs) like someone flipping through, you know, reading LinkedIn on their break or whatever. Um, And so we work with a lot of industries. Other people don't like to work with us, like manufacturing, um, healthcare, finance, like the ones that really require some deep thoughts. And we focus mostly on B2B, but we do some B2C and love working with women business owners and um, pretty open to working with any kinds of businesses that, that have that need for content. I absolutely love that, and especially like hearing your story, how you said you felt like you were kind of stagnating and how this provided an opportunity to have a lot of, I imagine, different you know clients, different types of content and pieces that you get to create. Yeah, definitely. And, and talking to business owners about their own journeys has been so illuminating for me and educational. Yeah. I've learned so, so much about not just obviously different industries. I feel like an expert in a lot of random industries I never would have imagined <laughs> just from having to, you know, research and do these things but also is in building businesses and the different journeys people take. So it's been really, really, really cool. Yeah. It's awesome. Like a vast amount of knowledge and, you know, experience that you have and been able to kind of, you know, work with and do. And so I wanted to ask you now for what I call your secret sauce. This could be for yourself, the business or a combination of both, but what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Um, one thing that I think sets our team apart is we work, I only work with in-house writers and creatives. Uh, I know a lot of agencies, uh, a lot, a standard model is more of, you know, freelancing everything, you know, going to a content mill or, you know, finding other freelancers. Um, We work directly with the clients. And so they know exactly who they're working with. We're all based here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, And so that helps. I think that provides better value for, for, for all, for me, for the clients and for the team. So for the, for me, I like training people and, you know, having, having the teaching backgrounds, uh, really like the one-on-one mentoring, um, being able to help my writers and designers, like figure out what, you know, how, how can we get better? How can we improve? You don't get that relationship with a freelancer necessarily. Um, for my clients, we get, they get better content because of it, because this is our job. It's not just a freelancer trying to do one gig and get on to the next. And then that goes into the writers too. Um, as a writer, I know how devalued we can be sometimes. And 
So I really wanted to build a company that values writers, that gives them the financial stability so they can just focus on doing the work um, without having to be like, oh, okay, I just need to get this done so I can get my next paycheck. It's nope, this is it. You're getting paid no matter what. Like we're going to work through it. If clients have problems, we'll figure it out. Um, and I think that, I feel like that provides much better quality content. Absolutely. I love that. And I love the name of everything that you're doing, the people first content, because one of the things that you said earlier that really kind of resonated with me is that a lot of times people will create content just for creating content, just to try to check it off a list, but actually understanding like who you're trying to create the content for and having like um, that team that you have in place to really make that happen is, is so huge. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And that's where the name people first content, you know, kind of comes from as I was trying to come up with, it, I just kept coming back to it. And I was like, well, that's, I guess that's our name now. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, that's what I value is people first, people relationships, writing for people and that algorithms, all of it. Yeah, absolutely. We forget about all those things, all this technology and things that we have in place, but really that's just a tool to sometimes create and develop those relationships, those connections, and really go deep um, with our clients, our team members, our, you know, podcast guests, whatever it might be, that just provides opportunity for that to happen. Exactly. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit, and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? That's a really good question. Um, so I was thinking my CEO hack in grad school, um, we used to tell our students because our professors told us, you don't really know something until you've had to teach it to somebody. And so uh, when I was teaching composition, I feel like all those years that I was doing that as a teaching assistant really helped me better understand writing. And so, you know, you can articulate instead of just saying, I don't like this. Well, well why? Like that's not helpful to a student. And so going through and articulating, like, you know, teaching all the fundamentals of writing, working with students specifically on like, okay, how can you make this better? How can we make this argument stronger? You're not actually addressing your audience. So all of that has helped me. Um, and now as, as I'm continuing to do it with my team also, I think teaching, when you can tell somebody how to do something like that really tests your knowledge <laughs> and it, it stretches you because you can, you know, look back at your own work. I can look at my own work and say, oh, like, here's something I'm telling my writers to do, but I'm not doing it. So now I can go back and, and make it better. And so, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. So I think, uh, I, I would challenge people to find a way to teach, whether it's through speaking or podcasting or something that helps you better articulate what you're doing and understand it. Awesome. 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 So I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this is a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. I like to say it might be something you would tell your favorite client, or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Uh, so what I would tell clients about content specifically is the two, the, the main two, there's so much out there. If you go and read about it, like you're going to, your head's going to spin. The two things that matter are consistency and quality. Um, and I would also go back and tell my younger self that because I was, you know, preaching to my clients and I was not doing it. I was not writing blog content. I wasn't doing social media, <laughs> telling everyone else they should be doing these things. Um, when I brought a team on, I have them doing it for me now, which is great. And we've seen so much success, you know, in just a short amount of time. And so it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this really is <laughs> consistency and quality. So um, I've seen too many business owners who like go all in, they're like, we're going to do 12 blog posts a month and we're going to do this. And then they just burn out because, you know, times change or they get busy. And if you need to start with one blog post a month, that's better than nothing. Like, and then build it up from there and then make sure it's high quality because no point being number one on Google. If 
the, you know, the article doesn't make sense if it doesn't get people to click, you know, buy now or whatever your call to action is. Um, you need to build your reputation through your content. Yeah, I, I love that you mentioned that. And I think so many times, like I talked about, you know, sometimes people will create content just to check off a box and say, oh, we did it. We created this yeah. blog post. But you talked about it, it, what I hear is definitely that deeper meaning of like why you're creating the content. And then mm -hmm. usually that will translate and go in tandem with the quality, because if you know why you're doing it, then all of a sudden you can say, this is our, what our goal is. So you start to kind of write and I imagine create craft a strategy around that goal. And then, you know, of course, to be able to do that consistently is what, you know, separates you from the pack. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. So I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Kate, what does being a CEO mean to you? Uh, for me, being a CEO is being the critical decision maker. I was trying to figure out a cute way to say CEO is but I couldn't. <laughs> so I'm not <laughs> critical decision maker. Uh, I think that's what I was lacking you know, and I think so many people lack in the corporate world. It's like, I, I have a feeling I know how to do this better and I'm just, I'm stuck. I can't do it any better. And so now as the CEO, it's like, I can take these ideas um, and I can execute them. And then, you know, based on data, based on experience, based on whatever, I can execute them um, and get them going. And I love working directly with other CEOs to do the same thing. You know, we don't have red tape. We don't have bureaucracy, just, Hey, CEO to CEO, what do you want to do? When you want it done, let's go do it. So that's that's what CEO is for me. Nice. I absolutely love that. And I'm going to start a petition that we should change CEO to CDM because I love that definition <laughs> so much that we should start calling CDMs. And, yeah. and I think it's so important because at the end of the day, like nothing moves unless those decisions are made. So you can do a lot of, you know, graphs, you could do brainstorming, just all these things, but it's those decisions that actually move things forward. So I love that, you know, you, you've been able to do that with your team, but also recognize how important that is with the organizations and the clients that you work with as well. Yeah, no, I love working directly with with executives for that reason. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Kate, truly appreciate that definition. And of course, <laughs> I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people get a hold of you, find out about all the awesome things you and team are working on. Oh, well, I appreciate all the work that you have done. And thank you for having me as a guest on this. I think listening to other, like I said, just having conversations with CEOs, I've learned so much. So having a podcast where we can just listen to other CEOs and gain experience is invaluable. Uh, and so I hope to have contributed something to the ongoing conversation. We'll see if CBM becomes a thing. Uh, <laughs> as far as, you know, if companies needing content, I'm always open to talking to companies about their content needs, uh, whether that's, like I said, a blog post, or two a month or something larger, a larger strategy. Our goal is to work as an extension of your team as the content team. So you can scale up or down. If you're like, hey, we only need this much this, you know, this month, we can work with you um, to help reduce costs and overhead uh, while still getting that quality content. So people can reach out at peoplefirstcontent.com is our website um, or email me directly, kate at peoplefirstcontent.com if they want to learn more.
Awesome. 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 Well, I appreciate that so much, Kate. We will make it even easier, have the links and information, in the show notes as Perfect. well, too, so that everybody can follow up to follow up with you and your team and all the awesome things that you're doing. And as an English major, I always usually say that we have the right to be able to create words. We have the right to be able to make changes. So we're going to get CDM as a awesome. word that's recognized <laughs> because we are yeah. both, you know, English majors to do it. And, and I love, you know, the work that you do and, and meeting people where they are, because I think, again, sometimes people don't have the um, kind of ability to be able to communicate some of the awesome things that they're doing. So I love that you bridge that gap and make that happen. So appreciate yeah. you for doing that today. Definitely. And I hope you Thank have a phenomenal you. rest of the day. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.